Welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio with your host, Donald Charbonnet. This is the radio program designed for industry insiders, as well as anyone interested in getting into the rental equipment industry. Now, here is Donald Charbonnet. And how y'all doing today? I am your host, Donald Charbonnet, broadcasting live from hot and humid New Orleans. Today's show is sponsored again by CreditSafe. Extend credit safely with CreditSafe. They're accurate, fast, and can save you time and money. A big thank you to all our listeners, tell your friends and associates, but especially our international crowd. It's very gratifying and growing. Last week, outside of the U.S., I was joined by folks, and uh, the number one country was actually Ireland. Uh, then I had folks from China, France, Germany, Australia, Spain, India, Canada, Netherlands, and even Russia. Uh, and on the topic of international, did y'all know that there is a top 100 rental companies worldwide? And if you're interested in seeing that list, uh, please shoot me an email, and I'll be glad to send it to you. That email is rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Today's show is open forum. Uh, feel free to call in to 1-866-472-5790. And remember, you can always listen on demand after the show. And let me know if there's a certain guest or subject you want me to attack, and I'll be glad to do my best to get them for you. You know, June is National Health, <laughs> Men's Health Month. Uh, I think it's important to uh, have discussions with the men in your organization about staying in good health. And there's lots of ways to do that, uh, but it is the month to to, uh, focus on it, so go for it. But also, did you know that last week, June 2nd through the 8th, is what is known as National Business Etiquette Week? Research indicates that the Protocol School of Washington started the week-long initiative about 12 years ago in an effort to recognize the need for proper business etiquette to compete in the growing global marketplace. So far, I haven't really found any events to mark the occasion, so I'm encouraging everyone uh, to do a makeup on last week and find your own way to celebrate it. And uh, if you're at a loss, there's actually a book by Peter Post called The Etiquette Advantage in Business if you want to brush up on the basics. Things like sending out thank you notes to customers, uh, maybe one per day to an existing or new customer. Just a thought. And lately there's been lots of uh, newsletters, videos, and ARA did a special report on disasters. Folks, it's hurricane season. But the amount of natural disasters, especially with flooding, in areas that have never flooded before, should have all of us on the alert. Do some research and mainly have a plan. And for those of you who are dealing with uh, the uh, customer relationship software Salesforce, uh, the big news is that Salesforce is buying Tableau. And Tableau is a data visualization company that I've never mentioned the name formally, but I have mentioned the term dashboards many, many times. And Tableau specializes in dashboards. So it'll be very interesting about this uh, 15 billion-dollar transaction or merger and uh, see where it goes and how it affects those of you who are involved with Salesforce. So last week, I made a request for some ideas on compensation, incentives, and bonus programs. I did receive some comments, not as many as I had hoped for, but some real thought-provoking and valuable ideas. 
And as always, I have a number of other random topics to talk about today, in addition to compensation, like betting on employees and uh, your employee brand. But uh, let's start off uh, with the subject of compensation issues. And I don't want this to be a controversial subject by saying, uh, you know, this is a delicate subject to talk about. Uh, Some people, uh, you know, are on salary, some are uh, hourly. And so I don't want to get into the details of, uh, you know, exactly who gets paid what. But uh, let's start off with compensation. So know that the ARA puts out an annual compensation and benefits report that I'm sure has some valuable information in it. It can be purchased through the ARA website, ararental.org. It seems like most of the feedback dealt with outside sales personnel. What I wanted was information from the street, so to speak, and on different positions. But first, some basics. This is a very, very important subject. So I did some formal research on it because there's really more to it than I'll pay you X plus Y. And most of this research pertains again to sales personnel, but can be applied to anyone who may be in line for some incentive or bonus in this equipment industry. So as so much of it applies to sales, put your thinking hats on and see if some of this makes sense for other key positions in your rental organization. So here's some information on how to set up a sales compensation plan. One of the biggest management challenges for a growing business is compensating people effectively. You know you need an incentive compensation plan that encourages your team to land new accounts and continue to not just sell, but upsell existing customers. But where do you begin figuring out the best way to compensate them? It often boils down to finding the right balance between base pay and commission. But other questions also may come into play. Will a commissions only model work for you? And how do you set parameters for performance? How do you measure that performance? If these issues seem daunting at first, don't worry. You're not alone. It's a problem for everyone. I won't say a problem. I'll say it's an issue for everyone. Incentive programs can have an enormous impact on the bottom line and on future growth of your business. Executing a well-designed compensation plan can help companies create a culture of high performance where individual goals are aligned with those of the larger organization. Furthermore, building a reputation for recognizing and rewarding good performance accurately also helps companies attract and retain top talent. It's probably one of the fundamental keys for success for a business, provided they have a sales force or have to go and chase business, which would apply to the vast majority of businesses, but In our industry, it's an absolute. Going to market is really a fundamental part of planning your business. The compensation plan is how you operationalize the team, get them aligned with the business goals, and get them motivated and driven to implement your go-to-market strategy. 
questions. What to include in a compensation plan? How to select a pay formula for your team? And how to implement your compensation plan to further business goals? First, how to set up a compensation plan, the elements, so to speak, of the plan. A compensation plan is a way to put your marketing strategy into operation. Given the impact that, let's say, sales compensation plans can have on growth, almost every company with a sales force, and by that I mean anyone who has customer contact, should take a more strategic approach to designing their incentive plans. Fully understanding both the key drivers of successful sales incentive programs and the ways to optimize them can be complex. And plan specifics can vary very widely. Nevertheless, there are a few key factors that you should consider when designing and administering an effective incentive program. Writing first, writing the compensation plan. Virtually all sales compensation plans are written and documented. The sales compensation plan should be available and distributed to the sales force, again, not just the outside sales team. The frontline manager should use it as a tool to communicate the sales strategy and goals and motivate the sales staff to sell, or in our case, rent. So here are some of the essential elements to include. Strategy. The business of sales strategy, what the business case is, and what the business is trying to achieve. In our case, we have equipment, and it needs to leave the yard. Performance measures. Spell out benchmarks and performance measures to help guide the sales force in terms of their focus. A payout formula. This is perhaps the most essential component that spells out to your staff what's in it for them. The payout formula lays out how they will be paid in terms of straight compensation or commission for the sales. Governance. Detail how you will resolve questions or conflicts over sales compensation that are not covered in the plan and may arise, because some will. The compensation plan won't be able to cover everything. Issues are going to be raised, whether it's what constitutes a new account or what happens when several different people claim credit for a sale. There are going to be things that come up during the course of the year that are not covered or are a matter of interpretation. You need to spell out the way those are going to be resolved. It may be a committee or a chain of command. When a salesperson brings a question to the sales manager, nine times out of 10, they'll be able to resolve the situation. But when they're not, there needs to be some means of resolving the issue. A committee might have representatives from sales, human resource, and finance to arbitrate it. Next, develop meaningful sales goals and performance objectives. While most sales managers want to design sales compensation plans that pay for performance, those managers often have 
inconsistent and conflicting views about just what successful selling performance means. Meeting quarterly sales quotas can be one measure of performance. But what if those quotas are met by selling products at a deep discount? Should those sales count as much as those that protect the company's margins? Meeting the existing needs of current customers is also important. But you may question whether product sales to an established account deserve to be rewarded with the same vigor as products sold in a new market. That quandary is something you need to consider when designing your compensation plan. It may very well depend on your business objectives. Your business may want the sales force to focus on a new product. In that case, the sale of a legacy product should not be rewarded at the same level as the sale of the new product. Similarly, your business may want to focus on landing new accounts. In that case, you may choose to not compensate increased sales to existing companies, customers at the same rate of commission. Before I go too much further, we're going to take a quick break here again. Uh, this is Rental Equip Talk Radio. We are talking about the very delicate issue of compensation today. So with that, I'm going to jump back to Voice America and take a quick break. Back to you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit GenieLift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to GenieLift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit GenieLift.com. That's GenieLift.com. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. 
You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back. And today, we are talking about a subject uh, that uh, was sent in by one of our listeners, and that is compensation plans. And uh, talking about uh, information about how to set up a compensation plan. And we were at the step of developing meaningful sales goals and performance objectives. And so to wrap up that particular part of the, of the, of the plan, I want to say this. Uh, tying individual performance parameters to a company's broader growth objectives is critical for the success of any sales incentive program. You must clearly identify sales-related actions and behaviors that support larger business objectives. Then you can design the sales incentive program so that the sales force, again, not just people in sales, but people on your team, are motivated and rewarded for behavior and actions that comply with the corporate strategy. Taking the guesswork out of the definition of successful selling performance reduces ambiguity and angst and provides clear marching orders to your troops. So with that, we're going to move on to the next part of that, and that is the sales compensation formula. After identifying your sales goals and spelling out the vision of success for your sales staff, you need to figure out how your business will compensate the sales force. Some companies pay their salespeople with straight salaries. Others put their salespeople on 100% commission, but those are extremes. A straight base salary guarantees that valued sales staff members are compensated even during an economic downturn. When a lack of sales is attributable to factors outside the salesperson or the company's control. On the other hand, variable pay, such as commission, incentivizes salespeople to work harder to land new accounts and drum up new business. They will see the results for their hard work in their paychecks. And as we know, people think with their wallets. The vast majority of businesses opt for a middle ground, a mix between base salary and variable pay. Those are the most prevalent forms of sales compensation. Some say a mix of 80% salary and 20% commission. Some say 70% salary, 30% commission. And some say 60% salary and 40% commission. So how how do you decide to structure your pay formula? It really should depend on a variety of factors, including the following. The role of the salesperson, 
the degree to which a salesperson influences a customer's decision to buy or in our case rent a product or service should be at the top of your list in deciding whether to award commission or some type of compensation tied to the revenue stream. In some industries, products sell themselves. In other industries, customers need to be courted and sold on a product or service. If a salesperson plays a critical role, you should recognize that in a fairly rich pay mix that drives their behaviors to to be optimized in terms of sales. Conversely, if you have a lot more collaborative sales process involving, say, the salesperson, another business development person, even an application engineer, whatever, then you may want to lower the commission ratios. If you have a number of people involved in the sales process, there should be less aggressive sales compensation. That's just a pure fact. Next consideration is the kind of selling. If you're driving new account sales, like in our case, moving into a new market, for example, you may also consider being more aggressive in your pay mix and basing more on commission. If you're trying to encourage a salesperson to go after brand new accounts, you want them beating the bush. You want them to generate leads and follow up on them. At the same time, you may want to use a more conservative pay mix for growing sales to existing accounts. In addition, if your business has put a lot of focus on selling or renting new products, you may also want to award higher commission for moving those new products than you do for selling, or in our case, renting older products. A good example of this would be if, let's just say you hadn't been in the aerial business uh, as far as your product offering, and now you have lifts to rent. Some extra incentive to get the word out would be valuable to start the ROI and utilization on the new line. Or if you would, say, become a dealer for a product and there were real sales involved, say, with skid steers or mini excavators or uh, generators or whatever the case may be. The sales cycle in your business, the type of business you're in, and its sales cycle also should be factored into determining the pay mix. You know, bigger companies, companies that sell airplanes, uh, such as Boeing or, or Airbus, they have a long selling cycle during which business is booked as much as a decade in advance. That may necessitate less focus on commission and more on steady pay. Conversely, if your business is selling, say, paper, uh, you may <laughs> you may be making sales and landing new accounts multiple times in a given week, month, or year. Factors to consider would be whether you're selling systems versus commodities, long versus short selling, and complicated high-tech versus lower-tech sales. And in our case, you know, Rental equipment is almost like a commodity, and it's a uh, very low-tech sale. And in our industry in particular, seasonal events can also come into play where sales are strong so many months a year, but slow when the weather becomes a factor. 
Now, also, while a high risk reward incentive program may be necessary to attract your ideal salesperson, you need to think through the possible and sometimes unintended consequences. One factor often overlooked is determining the approximate amount of at-risk pay or incentive pay. It's its impact on the customer's experience. Customers who enter, let's say, a car dealership or a clothing store can have a very different experience based on a salesperson's incentive plan. A salesperson with too little incentive may not get up from behind the counter or make a compelling sales call. Conversely, a salesperson with a disproportionately high at-risk earning opportunity may be too aggressive about closing the sale, a tactic that often backfires and turns off your customers. How do you greet customers, walk-ins and call-ins in your rental operation? Ask yourself, it can make a difference. Understanding the impact of at-risk earnings on their business can help companies better determine the level of risk-reward that motivates the sales force while allowing them to guard the company's long-term interest and goals. So how to set up a sales compensation plan and in particular, implementing your plan. After devising a sales compensation plan, the more difficult task is putting it into practice. The factors involved in implementing your sales compensation plan include people, timing, analysis of results, and your ability as an organization to make changes if sales goals are not being met. So that's a big part of the research that I've done to kind of formalize what sales compensation or just compensation programs in general are all about. So uh, now I'd like to kind of go into, uh, before the break, start talking about the real world of, of renting. And uh, now to be fair, uh, many of the larger companies are able to have corporate-wide programs in place like 401ks with a range of company contributions, retirement and pension plans, which cover the vast majority of employees, no matter what their positions are. But folks, these are benefits, not incentives. We can probably do a whole show just on the variances of the benefits offered to the people in this industry. So, now on to some of the comments. The first comment on compensation, not enough. I figured I'd get a couple of those. Not sure what position that person holds, but uh, I think that's always a a, a general topic for people that feel like uh, they're working too hard and they're not getting paid enough for it, but uh, they have to, at the end of the day, rest their head on the pillow and decide if they're in the right organization. The overall opinions on salespeople seems to be split. Many say straight salary, including, of course, a company vehicle or allowance and same for cell phones. Others had a lower base pay with an incentive program based on the rental or sales revenue they produced. And folks, those numbers were all over the board with lows of a couple of thousand dollars in base, but a higher percentage 
of revenue that they brought in. So before I go into too much more detail on that and continue the real life stories uh, about what's going on in the industry, let's jump back to Voice America for a quick break. And when we come back, I'll try to feed you some more valuable information. Back to you, Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit GenieLift.com. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit GenieLift.com. That's GenieLift.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to RentalEquippedTalkRadio at gmail.com. That's RentalEquippedTalkRadio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back. And today we've been talking about compensation plans. And uh, we did some formal research about it and told you some of that. And we're just getting into some of the meat of the matter from the the street, so to speak, and some of the comments that were sent in. And uh, so uh, here we go with uh, some of that. And the last comment I had made was about... uh, People had a lower base salary with an incentive program based on the on the rental or sales revenue they produced, and those numbers were all over the board with with the lows of a couple of thousand bucks a month in base, but a higher percentage of revenue that they brought in. So I saw percentages vary from two to five percent on rental revenue, 
and some were based on uh, the equipment type. Some were based on rental rates, and if you get book rate versus a discounted rate, and the percentages fluctuated up or down from there. And, uh, you know, today with the software management systems available, uh, this is easily trackable. So I, whatever you do, you can't make it too difficult to, uh, to come up with the right numbers. And, you know, one thing about salespeople uh, that always surprised me when I was interviewing uh, with, with sales folks is that I'd lay out the program of, of base pay uh, and the percentage of rental revenue. And what always surprised me is that never once was I asked the question that to me would have been the most important to me as a potential salesman. That question, just how much fleet do you have? Any good salesman can calculate how much they can make based on how much fleet was available to them. So it's an interesting thought. And a few salespeople out there, you know, if you can draw from other branches, that makes it real easy. But the smaller uh, independents who have salespeople, uh, it's uh, something to be considered. And so some have a higher base for a trial period to give the person a chance to build up a book of business. And there were others that had profit sharing by quarters and some even further based on a target or hitting or exceeding it. Others had quotas that had to be met in order to receive X dollars of bonus money on a monthly basis. And there were those who had incentives for bringing in and opening new accounts, but only to be paid if and when they rented. Of course, you know, so so that your salespeople aren't out in front of Home Depot handing out credit apps and just uh, trying to reap some benefits there. They got a rent to be paid for the account. There were also programs for equipment sales and always based on the net profit of the sale and percentages followed accordingly with a low benchmark so they can't give away the farm, so to speak. Some sales managers who oversee other outside sales personnel received an override percentage on the people they managed to keep them actively working with their team members. So again, most of the feedback was for outside sales. But what about other positions? Inside sales had very few incentive programs, and I've always been a believer that they too need some type of incentive pay so they can make or break a rental. Think about it. They're the next or the first person that talks to a customer, uh, even if the salesman outside has gotten the customer to call in. So a couple of respondents indicated they paid a small percentage of the rental revenue each month that the location brought in. If there were multiple people behind the counter, it was put in a pool and shared equally each month. An example of this would be, let's just say if a branch did a million dollars and you paid, and this is going to sound like a small number, one half of 1%, that would equate to $5,000. And that's not bad for an hourly wage earner incentive, depending on how often the numbers were hit and paid out. But you know, with all of this, no matter what position you may want to incentivize, you as an owner or manager have to do your research and run some numbers to see might work for you in your organization. So take your historical financials and play with them and see what, uh, see what, what you can afford to incentivize your people, if anything. And what about branch management? 
There, too, is a completely different set of circumstances. As the manager has the overall responsibility of the store's profitability. Think of those reporting to him, possibly a sales manager who's in charge of revenue, a service manager who's in charge of maintaining the fleet, service calls, and routine maintenance. Some of those plans were all over the board. My main objective for managers when I was active in the business used to be twofold. I would pay a percentage on the revenue each month to push the continued top line growth of the business, plus a percentage of the profit of the branch after eliminating any corporate or administrative charges the manager had no control over, but was assessed a portion based on his contribution to the overall revenue of the company. Obviously, if it's a multi-location situation and they get hit for corporate overhead, the people who do the collecting, the people who do the billing, certain other positions at the corporate office, and in fact, if, and I say if, they are allocated back against the branch. There are tons of different plans and formulas, but remember, the incentive pay is to assist to grow the company in my book. The bonus pay is to compensate for the end results of the rental branch or company. And putting at least something in place, even if it's for a trial period, will help you measure whether or not it's working or needs to be adjusted. Communicate it to your key people or the ones involved and tell them this is a trial run to see if it makes a difference in the growth and success of the company. I'm not sure if any of this helped those who wrote in seeking ideas and advice, but if you decide to do something, again, play with the numbers and see what works for you. No two are the same. So good luck with that whole subject of compensation. I hope some of that helped. So I want to jump into a new subject, uh, but still relative, and that is betting on employees. And I don't mean gambling or anything like that, but how strong is your employee's brand? You know, I recently saw a marketing campaign for Southwest Airlines, and simply put, it said, without a heart, it's just a machine. The goal was to remind customers and employees alike that people are the heart of everything the airline does. It spoke to the Southwest brand and how significant a role their employees pay, excuse me, play in delivering the experience they promise. You know how true in the equipment rental and sales industry. This couldn't be, I mean, without, without people, there's nothing but a yard full of iron. One of the partnerships that must take place is that of the marketing department and the collaboration with, you guessed it, of course, operations. After all, operations is truly where the brand, or rubber, or tracks in our case, meets the road. More importantly, it's the employees themselves that breathe life, the life into what the marketers create. So there's got to be some communication between the two so that employees know what's being put uh, in brochures and other items like that. Marketers must consider 
marketing to internal customers, their employees, as well as obvious ones. Care for the quality of the work and message should, should be just as high, if not higher. Question, how do you ensure consistent brand experiences? First and most importantly, your employment brand must match what you say to customers. Then you have to hire the right people for the brand. Take the time to make sure recruiters and human resources are in agreement and understanding as to precisely what the brand stands for. More than a tagline, it's a promise made with each interaction. With the new hire, be open and honest with the state of the business and what it will take to get to success. Explain your brand as a culture rather than a series of ads and brochures. You have to understand what it takes to engage every employee. How could they get the message out of the out in a way that employees are willing and able to consume and retain it? And finally, Everyone wants to play a part in the success of your business. Bring your teams together and encourage empowerment, engagement, and improve performance. Share your goals and regularly communicate where you are and where you're going. The difference between good brands and great brands can often be easily seen in the margins. Great brands tend to have an above average margin with their respective categories. In many ways, the employee brand engagement can carry you from good to great. Think about the more marketable brand experience you've been a part of recently. Where have you shopped lately? What made it exceptional? What stood out to you and why? I'll bet employees had something to do with it. Are your employees doing this for your customers? This is something that needs to be overlooked on a regular basis. And if you're a manager, you need to observe what's going on right in front of you, either at your rental counter or in the fields or with your delivery personnel and everyone involved to make sure that the marketing message that they're promoting is being fulfilled by everyone who has contact with the customer. With that, let's take our last break before we go into the last segment. And we're back to you, Voice America. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. 
Go to genielift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equip Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back to the last segment of our show today. And today we've been talking about the compensation and incentives, a little bit about bonuses. And the last section we talked about... Uh, employees and following the culture and the brand that the company is putting out by the marketers and making sure that there's an alignment, if you will, to say that the people in the field know what message is being put out by the marketing department. And all this has to do with the whole team in a rental operation, as we all know. So I'm going to break away from that a little bit at this point and talk about something that may seem negative, but it is important. And that question is, how to stop that one team member from ruining your team? And you know who it is. Anytime you've got more than one employee, there's got to be somebody who maybe isn't pulling their weight or getting along with everybody. So this is a little formal research here. But uh, problems with people, though often the scariest, are the most important problems to tackle. You must never leave them to fester. Nothing is worse as a team member than having a lack or toxic teammate who is not dealt with properly by the team leader. It makes everyone's daily life miserable, breeds resentment if someone is not pulling their weight, and can even drive good staff out of the company or off sick if, if their teammate is causing enough disruption. No one is irreplaceable when they're destroying your team. No knowledge or skill is indispensable when making someone is contaminating the culture, driving away good people, or making it difficult for people to do their jobs. So here's a quick story from my research, and I think it can apply not to just rentals, but to almost any business. Take this experience that nearly cost us a lucrative contract and made our life hell while we limped to the finish line. 
Quote, I know his bad attitude, manipulative behavior, and failure to deliver are tough to work with. But his indispensable knowledge in this area is essential to our work. He's irreplaceable. As soon as I heard our team leader say that, I knew we were in trouble. I understood why the leader felt that way, but I also knew that it was a big mistake to take this approach. Sure enough, this teammate continued to miss deadlines with work that we relied on to do our parts, told tales about other teammates behind their backs, causing resentment and bad blood, and blocked problem-solving efforts with naysaying criticism. And he was left unchecked to behave as he pleased. It had been a while since I'd been a member of a team rather than its leader. So even though this was only a short-term piece of work, it was difficult for me to stay silent and relearn how to handle a teammate like this without it affecting my own work. I'm not sure I succeeded. I survived the project, but I can't help thinking how much better the quality of the final project would have been if we hadn't had the lead weight of that member holding us back. Lead weight, excuse me of that member holding us back, or how much better the experience would have been if the leader had simply stepped up and done something. There was a time when I was the leader and I was responsible for a person very similar to this destructive teammate. Let's use the name Paula. Paula was the biggest hiring mistake of my career. I hope to never meet anyone as toxic and divisive as her again. She would pick fights, lie about what other team people did or didn't do, and constantly criticize what every teammate said about anything and everything, forcing tangents and getting people's backs up. She upset everyone nearly every day. As soon as I realized my mistake, I started the process of getting rid of her. At that time, I was working in the public sector and firing people was a bureaucratic nightmare that took many months. It was one of the toughest things I'd ever been through in my working life. Neither she nor the system made it easy, but I knew without a doubt it had to be done. Yes, she was highly skilled and had years of experience, and yes, would leave a painful capacity gap in our team if she went. But I was facing the loss of many team members if she didn't go away in the meantime. More often than that, not getting rid of somebody entirely is a last resort. There are a range of things that can be done to help get a team member back on track or agree to change behaviors or to simply step up and pull their weight. So there's a lot of things along those lines that if you have a destructive team member that you need to do to make the whole team better. Simple and decisive action by a leader can make all the difference in solving what at first seems like a huge or complex problem. No one is indispensable or irreplaceable. It may sound harsh, but it's true. Even the highest skill level or essential function is not worth undermining the performance of the whole rest of your team or even your company. As with all problems, tackle this one head on and do right by your team. Yes, it will be challenging. At first, once they're gone, yes, 
You might struggle to get a new person to fill the gap, but often just the fact that you took action and your team sees this bolsters their confidence and willingness to go the extra mile to help you out in the meantime. So as we wrap up today, uh, I really again want to thank all of you for the feedback on the incentives and bonus issues, and hopefully that uh, there will be more to come. So this is just one example of how my listeners, uh, this show is by you and for you, and uh, you ask and I'll do my best to deliver. And always remember that uh, you can listen on demand. I always hope that uh, some of the issues discussed today help to provoke more questions for the success of your business. Lots of people issues, uh, especially in the way of compensation and incentives. Uh, hope I didn't step on anybody's toes today. Uh, just trying to help everybody in the industry. And remember, you do your homework before laying out any incentive or bonus plan. Next week on the 19th, again, I'm going to have an open forum with I hope will be some more interesting ideas or views uh, for you folks in the industry. Uh, don't forget about that top 100 international list. If you're interested in receiving it, uh, just give me a shout and I'll be glad to send it to you. And if you'd like to be a guest, suggest a guest, advertise, have a question, need a guest speaker or a consultant, and I've been involved with some pretty cool consulting agreements later, uh, give me a shout. And I'm always willing to just uh, chew the fat with somebody at 504-615-0540. Today's quote, success means having the courage, the determination, and the will to become the person you were meant to be. That quote was made by George Sheehan. Today, talking about compensation, it's so important to have the right plan in place. We have families to feed. I've never met people in an industry that work harder uh, other than maybe those out in construction that are digging trenches. But more importantly, this whole industry is that of a team spirit industry. And the culture set forth by the company and the marketing that takes place, which uh, so much of it is out in the fields and very little, I think, uh, print marketing in in place uh, today, as much as some ads here or there. But uh, all in all, it's it's a great, fun industry, lots of hard work, lots of hard working people. And so let's make sure that it's uh, that they're taken care of. So it's been my honor to spend this time with you today. I am Donald Charbonnet, your host and the diehard of the rental industry, signing off. And remember, be safe and good renting and look forward to talking to you next week. Take care. Thank you for tuning into Rental Equip Talk Radio. Be sure to join your host, Donald Charbonnet, next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we speak again, have a great week.